0: Alrighty, welcome to episode 138 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont.
1: I'm another host, Paul. Just Paul. Just Paul. Hey, how how are you? Good? Sure. All right. Yeah. Hey, just up front, let me do a little house cleaning, as they call it in the biz. Oh. Or something like that. You know, reach out to us. We love talking with you guys on the Instagram, um, at Go Gorilla Film or Go Gorilla Film at well, Gmail. Well, have I nice email. things to say.
0: I don't like talking to you otherwise.
1: Well, of course, you would reach out if you're mean. That's just extra mean to go out of your way to...
0: Yeah. I'm not one of those people that's like, I... You know what? Everyone's entitled to their... Like, if you're going to reach out and be a jerk, I, I don't want to talk to you. Don't you be nasty. Just don't want it.
1: Yeah. Dismissed. There you go. There you go.
0: Was that... That's all you wanted to do there? That's it.
1: You know, okay. just wanted to just up front mention it. You know, that's all. Cool. Cool. All right. Let's do the show.
0: Um, I'm not sure where the cat is, but it's, uh, it's about that time of day for our foster cat to uh, run around the house like a fucking lunatic so if you hear things crashing in the background just Mm -hmm. go with it yeah because that's what we're gonna do
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) loon
0: uh she's a complete nutbag. so uh we'll see hopefully she'll stay quiet um yeah so we have uh we we have some some reviews we're gonna have some reviews this week and next week uh the following week after that we have a guest Mm -hmm. A couple guests lined up yes so um yeah we just wanted to get some reviews in because a lot of stuff that's come out yep um (laughs) that we were excited for and some things we didn't even really know we'd be excited for and then we were like oh this is entertaining Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so
0: okay so we actually have four things to review right so we're gonna try to zoom boom, through boom, it boom, boom, boom. <laughs> we'll, we'll try to zoom through the ones that there's like less to say about yeah um mm-hmm. so um we you you were very excited to see um was it love and monsters yes <laughs> okay <clears throat> that's um, the one and uh i i i don't know i was picked i don't know i, I pictured like uh like a hunger games kind of thing right I right guess, you know because you like a lot of that teen fantasy stuff, Sometimes, and I'm always sure, yeah. like, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna like this.
1: Wasn't a big fan of Hunger Games, but none, your point is valid. Yeah. nonetheless. I don't know if
0: you even finished that book.
1: I never read the book.
0: You uh. had the book. You insisted on having it.
1: The Hunger Games. Yes. No. Yes. No. I have books that are just as bad, but I've never read no, the Hunger, Hunger Games. No, you got Hunger
0: Games uh. before we saw the movie. You you got it at Marshalls. It was like three dollars, and you were like, I'm gonna get this. Oh really? And you never mm-hmm. read it. Um. Yeah, because so, I need
1: it to be read to me.
0: Yes, clearly. Um, so, so this was um, Michael Matthews was the director of this, mm-hmm. and there's a couple of writers. You have Brian Dunfield, Matthew Robinson. No relation, unfortunately for you. Yeah. Um, okay. I think there there are a whole bunch of others. Uh, there usually are. There's usually a story by. Which um, you know, in in many cases, is the person who came up with the whole idea and then has nothing to do with the actual process. So it's like, there, yeah. I will give you the story by. Uh, so I don't want to like poo poo that, but sometimes there's like twelve people yeah. underwriting, and there's just there just isn't enough time <laughs> yeah. for it. So you got to look it up. Um, but yeah, so this was uh, starring Dylan O'Brien, Jessica Henwick, Michael Rooker. Um, I have to give credit to um, oh darn it um Ariana Greenblatt yeah because to me she was like the strongest actor no shade to anyone else because they're obviously good actors but it, it was just like for someone her age yeah
1: she played very mature in, yeah yeah
0: she just had um a real a real stage presence screen presence if mm-hmm. you will um so much so that even mm-hmm. though she's only in a smaller portion of the film she kind of Stole it a bit, mm-hmm. um, so it was entertaining. It was entertaining.
1: Yeah, I absolutely I loved this movie. It was so fun, and it's just what I needed in this day and age, as it were. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was just it, it's it was it was just very fun and irreverent, sort of. And I don't know. I'm a huge fan of Dylan O'Brien. I feel like he's not casting. I mean, I know he was in some pretty big stuff with The Maze Runner and, and this and stuff, but. I don't know. I feel like he's, I don't know. He's like who you call when you can't get Tom Holland, you know? <laughs> Here yeah. we go. Yeah. Um, Poor
0: Tom. He just gets just yeah. dragged I love through Tom the Holland. mud. But
1: anyway, Dylan O'Brien is, I, I love him as an actor. I, you know, I'd like to see him do more things, you know, outside of like the action genre to see, kind of let him spread his wings a little bit because I feel like there may be something there. Um
0: he has a very young face and yeah. that can work for you and against you in sure. that if you were to cast him in something really serious, um, and have him play someone older, I likely wouldn't believe it mm-hmm. because he just has one of those faces. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think there'll always be roles for him in these younger parts. Mm-hmm. He'll probably be paying, playing a teenager till he's 35.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Likely. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. But I thought that, that the story was, was really interesting and uh, the effects were really cool. They did a really good job with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really the- liked the um, interaction with the – first of all, so there's spoilers all all over the place up ahead with all of these things. Yeah. We're reviewing it, so we're going to actually talk about it. So if you haven't seen these things, you know, back up. Yeah. Uh, but the, you know, the encounter with him finally meeting the robot and mm-hmm. just – ha- they just had this sort of, you know, it's – has this mechanical humor, yeah, um, preset mechanical humor, and it was it was uh, it was it was pretty cool. I mean, I thought like I thought his his motivations were kind of a little bit ridiculous, I guess, just considering what the what was at stake. Yeah, you know? but I feel like,
1: but for me, it fit with the tone of the film.
0: Yeah, the young yeah. stupidity of yeah, just yeah. like not even really. I mean, thinking we can dive in, through. and you know, I
1: can get into you know jessica henwick's character and i felt she was a little underutilized and you know she was her character was all right but it it was a little bit thin i could i could have done for a little bit more character development with her
0: there wasn't too much dimension to that character
1: um but this is nitpicking by the way but the film is is it's one of those films that you just like don't really see a lot of you know Mm. um but like you said the visual effects were really great and fun and and it's just a super fun movie that doesn't take itself too seriously and but does have some some nice little moments in it so um yeah I highly recommend it I loved it
0: yeah I, I thought it was really good um, and I didn't think that I would like it so mm-hmm. um, I was pleasantly surprised it was it was quite humorous and and the again the the effects and things were really good which they would have to be because when you're basing so much of the uh, the lure of it on these monsters and they've got to be good. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean it, yeah, it's a, it's like not something you can really go too deep into because you, you I mean it's it's yeah. a fun movie, you know, yeah. it's just a fun You're movie. You're not going to break
1: down like uh, yeah. what the story meant and yeah, that's you why know, I'm that saying sort of it, stuff. It's just it's just nitpicking. fun. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's the the story is is, you know, pretty basic, I guess, but it works within that world and it's fun and there's enough character development on Dylan O'Brien's character's part for it to to be fun and, and the the wanderers that he meets and, and that sort of stuff. So yeah. it was really a lot of fun.
0: I think that's probably our shortest review.
1: Yeah. It's super <laughs> fun. Watch it.
0: What'd you think of it? It's good. Yeah. So okay, so <clears throat> there was there was some talk about Oh, my belly rumbled.
1: Some chit chitter chatter.
0: There was chitter chatter. Well actually I I had seen this Uh, I think the the day it actually came out, I had seen the trailer for it and I I marked it right away um, as something that I I, I thought seemed kind of interesting. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get you involved in it because it wasn't really a film and it was sort of a live thing. I was like, I don't know that teeters on documentary with you. So Mm -hmm. I was just like, he's probably not going to be interested. I was. 100% 100% prepared to watch this alone. Mm-hmm. And then I guess you started to hear about it. So I was like, all right, now, now, like, it's like if someone else says something's good, you'll watch it. But if I say, hey, this documentary is really good, you're like, you're a liar.
1: Well, yeah, because you <laughs> want me to watch, yeah. <laughs>
0: There's this really cool documentary. You want to watch it? Uh, I mean, I guess if my life depended on it and I was about to get shot in the crotch, then I guess I'll watch this stupid documentary with you. But if, like, somebody in, like, freaking New Zealand posts about how great some documentary is, you're like, we should see this. Well, it wasn't
1: just one thing. It's like every single person that I, you know, follow or listen to on other podcasts or whatever – everybody just loved it so much. Right. But and I'm it,
0: saying who cares what they think. I'm saying I care what good. they think, clearly. <laughs> I'm saying something's good and that should be enough for you as my life partner. Um, so,
1: But you love all documentaries. So no, it's... I
0: don't. I don't love all documentaries. Do you know how many documentaries I don't talk about? I watch several documentaries a week. No. <laughs> so I have to weed out the ones that are worthy of mentioning. Yeah, um, And I actually watch a lot that are really good, but... Um, I watch a lot of political documentaries, so then it would just be like a 50-minute political rant yeah. of my anger with sure. the system at the man. So yeah. I have to you know have to, have to tone them down, mm-hmm. pick out the, the more effective ones. So okay, so um, it's called "In and of Itself." It's on Hulu. I, you know if you don't have the Hulus by now, I don't know, yeah. I, don't, I, don't know what to, I don't know how to help you. Yeah. Um, and so it's the whole thing, it's directed by Frank Oz and it's written and performed by Derek DelGaudio. Um, so
1: Frank Oz from Star Wars fame, of course.
0: Okay. So, so if someone, well, actually someone did ask what had to, to explain it. Uh, Brandon, <clears throat> um, had asked like, what, what is it about? And I said, judging by the trailer at that point, cause we hadn't seen it, I said it, It's kind of like if a psychologist became a magician. Yeah. So it's part magic tricks, card tricks mostly, but Mm -hmm. also um, visual illusion, let's just say that. Mm -hmm. And then part soul searching. Yeah. And so... That was what, like, I thought he's going to be, once I watched the trailer, I'm like, all right, he'll be in on card tricks and visual things. But once there's, like, soul searching, he's going to be like, I don't like feeling things. So um, I wasn't sure if that would that would appeal to you at all. But, yeah, so.
1: Yeah, but New Zealand guy said it was good, so.
0: <laughs> so, um, I I mean, the, the emotional aspect of it, again, teasers, a teaser's.
1: Tra- uh, spoilers. <laughs> Trailers. Teaser, trailer, spoilers, <laughs> all
0: choose, of them. Spoilers. Um, spoilers. It's, I don't know, the, the the psychological aspect of it, Um, I was probably the least interested in. Honestly, I, I'm going to sound like a big cave person where I'm like, show me trick, like trick card funny, you yeah. know? And that was probably what was more like, why did that get in the bottle? Yeah, My four-year-old's mind is just... Yeah you know more entertained by that um it look it's and it isn't it isn't to say that there isn't uh there there aren't capabilities when you do this type of stuff it's a performance so it's the same as an actor having to memorize a 10 minute monologue you know what i mean it's muscle memory and there's a way that you can trick yourself into doing these things um I feel like this guy, if there if there's no trickery with the audience, which anything's possible, but let's just assume it's not. And then it's we can take it at face value. If there's no trickery, then um, his talent is to be able to do this quickly. Mm -hmm. Right. So he has to be able to look at an audience if there's nothing being fed in his. If he doesn't have a tiny little microphone in his ear or or if because if everyone's looking at him. Right. If he looks past them, maybe there's a little light. With something written right. on the wall that you, you're not seeing because you're <laughs> focused on what he's doing. Right. That would be part of, the, and and I don't mean that to part be of like the sleight of hand. Yeah, yeah, I don't mean that to be like oh, because it's that's what makes it fake. That's what magic is about: illusion and that sleight of hand. So that's still a talent that you're able to get everybody's attention. That you have it, you perform it in a way that no one looks away from you. That right. you're able to. So you know, I'm assuming there's some there's something there. He's either you know reading it off of something or getting some type of um, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's a really small like earwig, and somebody's up backstage, Who and they knows? have they have stills of every <laughs> single person that came in and what card they handed in. Well,
0: yeah, okay. So let's just kind of back up. When you come into the room, you pick a card from a from the wall, which has a, I, I am. Yep, and then, and then something. So, so there's some things that are just like you know jovial and silly, crazy things, like ninja or yeah, whatever. And, or there's more deep stuff, and the people that picked the deep things, he at the end of the show will then call that.
1: Mm-hmm. Without he'll him, he'll make them all stand up, yeah. and then he basically looks at all of them and says which ones they picked. which
0: card they pick, and it's so, like
1: hundreds of people.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a good um, it's a good well, well maybe because a hundred half people. of them are sitting. Yeah, 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 so so figure he's got from the beginning of that show when they pick their card, right? Because mm-hmm. they they take the card part of it is ripped off they i guess they take one side and then the other side is stacked up and so he has he already has that information it's you know i don't know whether it's obviously something that's fed to him or if he's able to like look at the person and then find something that he memorizes blue shirt this that's that so it's still like if it's not being fed to him it's still a very very impressive muscle memory uh but no more impressive really than when you watch people in a two-hour play and you're like how the yeah did they memorize all of this yeah um but still really entertaining he brings a lot of his personal life into it Uh and um so there's this there's this skit that like we're we're both just such uh pessimists in a way i'm far worse than you but so he has this skit where there's this brick and then he says that he makes the brick disappear and then Uh uh Obviously, if you're listening this far, you've watched it. So he makes the brick disappear. And then it's it lands on whatever street that audience member had called, those two audience members actually had called out. Um, I was kind of confused by how people were amazed by that at yeah. the end. Because in the end credits, people are like going to that street to find the gold brick and taking a picture with it. First of all, like uh, as a New Yorker born and raised, you ain't picking up that brick, all right? That's yeah. been pissed on. Yeah, Assume that it's been pissed on at some point. Yeah. <laughs> so people picking this brick up and putting it near their face. And I'm like, nope. Um, but this happens midway through the show. So plenty I mean, there's for, yeah. plenty of time for them to send someone. This show is in now, let me tell you something. If this show were in another like state, if the show was in Connecticut and it made it to New York at that time, yeah, yeah, that would be impressive. But it's like you're already in the city. They mm-hmm. just send someone out. They place the brick down, and after the show, you go to see if it's really there. And uh yeah, it's gonna be there. So um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it just there. I was almost tempted to see if I could reach out to him to see if he would be on the show. But mm-hmm. I'm like, what is he going to be able to tell us? Nothing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> talking about the never performative. Yeah, tricks, talking you know? about
1: the performative aspect of it. It's, look, it's a very emotional show. Um, and to to do that, I think there was like five, over 500 shows he did.
0: 522, I think. I don't Something know why like that number sticks out.
1: Um, and uh, you know, I assume obviously if he knows it's being filmed, you know, you bring your A game or whatever. But to to do that every single night is. You know whether it's like you to your point, whether it's you know them him actually memorizing and watching everybody come in, or if it's somebody feeding him information or whatever, it's still that sleight of hand that's impressive. I agree with you. I, while I loved all that emotional stuff and I thought it really grounded the the performance piece, but I feel like I would have loved to seen some more sleight of hand stuff. You know, because yeah. the stuff he did was really impressive. You know, um, again taking it at face value and that the the video wasn't. I don't assume that they would like do any video trickery because that would kind of defeat the purpose of it. But, um, I, yeah, I would have loved – because the stuff that he did do was really impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, um, he had this segment where he uh, seemingly had somebody pick one of the professions and then that person came down and then they picked a, car, uh, a letter and that letter was from somebody they actually knew. Yeah. Um, you know, and the whole trick to that is just getting the person to pick the card that you want. That's all like, you know – my sleight of hand knowledge is just that's all I know about it. But
0: but how did they get the letter from someone they knew?
1: Yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the whole other thing. So, uh, you know, they do that in advance, I assume. They know somebody's coming and they know, all right, well, this person is coming. So we have to get their friend to write a letter, not tell them. And then.
0: Unless they're in on it.
1: And then. Well, they have to be. There's no way that that person would have written that letter and not.
0: No, I mean the.
1: The audience member. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. The, if we're taking it at face value. Yeah. You know.
0: I mean, because um, let, let's be honest, there's no way for that to happen, right? Science. So, right. <laughs> so, so
1: then you immediately start breaking it down to how it actually happened. And yeah, the it's... only way, the only reason, the only way for me to, my, in my brain that it makes sense is that you go to that person, you have a staff member that goes to that person and says, hey, we're doing this thing. And you have to write a letter to your friend and write a letter to your friend. And then then the trick is to get a, ran, a seemingly random audience member to pick that profession of the person that you've already pre kind of tagged you know
0: yeah because the the way um like the way a lot of magicians and stuff get uh, when they ask you to pick something they're picking it for you yeah. if they're good at what they do you're they're getting you to they're pick s- what they yeah, want you they're to pick. setting it up in a way that the way a card is fanned the way the cards are fanned out they make it appealing to you or they do um <laughs> I've seen stuff where it's like sort of pattern, the way our brains work in a pattern, and mm. you'll naturally fall into that pattern and pick that number or that card or whatever. So, I mean, either the whole thing, either these people that were picked are very good actors, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's all fake. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, I don't know. They, yeah, like I said, they, they they go through – I mean – when you buy a seat, that's your seat, you yeah. know, so they have your name so that, I don't know, they can go on Facebook or whatever yeah, and then, yeah. like, contact, which seems kind of creepy. Yeah.
1: But... Well, that's... Th- you know, I'm... Well,
0: because I, one of them was by the father, the woman whose father was dying. So, yeah. where did that... Like, yeah. how did that letter come about? Yeah. You know, so it makes me wonder, like, how much of this is genuine and...
1: Yeah. Even well, if that's, it's not, it well, was... The, the thing is, like,
0: I don't... Part of the lesson.
1: Yeah. But, but part... But to me it it really does lessen it a bit because you know it's one thing to like have someone feeding you information about what a person profession a person's profession is mm-hmm. like he was doing at the end that's the sleight of hand thing and i get that but to to kind of stage that whole thing about the letter and everything that to me kind of i really hope that wasn't the case because um
0: it would it's, have to be if the it would be it's much more impressive father is dying <laughs> like how yeah, did they but, get that letter out of him
1: i don't know i mean it's not like he was in a coma i'm sure they could
0: no, but you he know. was like late stage Parkinson's, I believe. So yeah. how is he – usually you have the shakes with that. So I don't mm. know how he would even write a letter or – I don't know. I mean, you know, th- this is the whole point of the show, right, is that you're supposed and, to sit well, here yeah, and I wonder mean, how they if, did things. Unless
1: they – yeah, unless they um, – Had someone else
0: write it or
1: – Had someone else write it, but then just kind of just stalk them, you know, online or however. Not creepy at all. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, well, mission accomplished, right? Yeah. We're sitting here trying to figure out how they did something and what was real and what wasn't real, and uh, obviously none of it is real. Yeah, in, in you know at face value, and card tricks are, you know, there there were a couple times that I could see things that he was doing those simpler card tricks when he started in the beginning. His right hand, he had a way of tucking his finger in, yeah, and whenever I saw that, I I knew like this is where he's moved a card really subtly Mm -hmm. and and obviously I'm watching this with a camera focused on his hands I don't believe they had that there I don't know so if you're sitting in the back row you're not going to catch in the front row yeah even in the front you're not going to see from 10 feet away a subtlety like that and so it works really well but it's interesting
1: to see like you know, um, how any kind of actually breaks it down a little bit where he would show like, all right, I'm putting these cards in the middle of the deck mm-hmm. and I'm dealing these cards out, but I'm actually every fourth time I'm grabbing from just some, the middle of the deck, which I'm able to, so it's, 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 it's sleight of hand, but it's like,
0: and also muscle memory, Yeah, muscle memory, count. but it's,
1: it's stuff that, you know, you know, that people probably use in, 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 Vegas, you know, like the really good Vegas people, they don't want you to win. So they have to be able to stack the deck, you know? So it's interesting to see how, how, um, talented somebody can be with that, that it looks so seamless, you know?
0: Yeah. And then also how ridiculous it is that people do go to Vegas and drop their life savings thinking that they're going to win at craps or something (laughs) like, and, and not, not to say that people don't win in Vegas, but if you think that that's not set up, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I mean, people have to win, right? Otherwise, they wouldn't go back. So yeah. they, they have to, uh, you know, a, a, a casino has to let you win every so often. Yeah, there's no it,
1: chance at all.
0: You know, but uh, it's not, it's not, it's not an accident. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I liked it. I would definitely recommend yeah, highly it. Highly recommend it. Yeah. It was. It was. At the very least, it was just interesting. It Was interesting performance. Mm-hmm. So, um. Okay. So the next, the next thing we're going to review. Is a show that I didn't expect to watch. I kept seeing it, and I'm like, "It eh, looks." Int-. I watched the trail. I'm like, looks interesting. I put it on the thing, but I was like, "I'll probably not get to it." Um, but then I kind of started hearing things here and there, and I was like, "All right, all right, all right, all right, mm-hmm. all right. Give it a chance." Um, we love us anything foreign. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, so we're in. We're in right there. Um, so Lupin. Lupin. Mm-hmm. Lupin? 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 Lupin. 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 <laughs> if you're an American, Lupin. Um, so this is, uh, I'm I going to murder every single one of these names. And with a French last name myself, I shouldn't, yeah. but I will. Uh, because I wasn't really raised speaking French. So, <laughs> so uh, this stars Omar Sy, who's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays Hassan Diop. Mm-hmm. Just, just such a cool name. Yep. Uh, Vincent Londez. Mm. Ludovine Sagnier. Yeah. Okay. I want to say. I want to say that um, there's yeah. not a, there's not a whole lot of like we see this a lot with in in other uh, films and shows in other countries. They're really not interested in imdb they don't give a shit about it yeah so you go on this show and like 80 percent are like they don't even have profile pics you know what i mean so it's like okay um i don't know how easy easily it is to look that person up um there's no pick for raul who plays their son Mm -hmm. uh so just like um
1: yeah it's an interesting cultural kind of uh thing
0: yeah so it, so it's uh, directed by Louise Letier, and then there's other directors. There's a bunch of other th- – there's three other, and then there's George Kay as a creator, Maurice Leblanc, Francois Ouzan, It's just the same thing. Like this one just three episodes, this mm-hmm. one just two episodes, whatever. Um, so I don't know why I thought this show would be like okay – and now i'm very upset that there's only i think like five episodes yeah, five, or six, five episodes. or six episodes we didn't look at that going in because we're used to especially american shows having like 45 episodes to a season well, usually
1: eight or nine's been especially on netflix eight or nine is usually maybe 10 is usually like the sweet spot is where they like there to, was not but we should have known better because foreign shows don't do that They're they always don't
0: they don't keep them but shorter. we went in like you know, big dumb Americans thinking we were gonna get more and more, yeah. you know, just expecting to be satiated. And um, so we didn't know we were on the last episode Yeah. until Netflix refused to follow up our episode yeah, with yeah. another episode. We were like, oh, shift it back.
1: It was like this Is big, this huge over? cliffhanger, and then it was over. And you're like, <laughs> what?
0: I'm so, am I watching this as intended? Yeah. I don't like that at all. Yeah. I uh, I feel duped and I want more and I'm very upset with myself for not having looked at those episodes to mentally prepare myself for such an abrupt ending. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there is, and you're like,
1: <sighs> yeah.
0: Um. So rumor is that it should be coming back.
1: Well, no, it's it's been confirmed. It says on Netflix that there's well, a season two coming. I know that. Oh.
0: You know, if I if I was able to finish my thought. Oh.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, you want to finish the thing? All right.
0: It's rumored to be coming back in the summer of 2021, but I don't know, you know, if that's like a Netflix in France and then, or like what they're doing or if it airs that, you know, I yeah, don't know yeah. that it's very different in that way. The same way like Wentworth comes out, actually comes out overseas and then we have to wait for it for Netflix here. Well, so
1: can get a VPN and just I don't know
0: it. when we would get it, but I'm glad that it. Is at least this year mm-hmm. because I was really hoping it wouldn't be like, oh, season two, 2023. I'm like, yeah. I'm not gonna remember anything that happened by then. So um, I kind of wish that I knew this show was as good as it was because I would have waited till we got closer to season, season two, two. Yeah. and kind of just went in that way. Um, I think they're like 50 minute episodes yeah, or 45 rough. minutes, yeah. something like that. So uh, it was really, really good. It was really good.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I think, you know, his his introduction, I thought, was in and of itself a nice good. I mean, there's you know, the the idea is that he's kind of like this. Uh, he 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 was given this novel about uh, a gentleman spy or a gentleman.
0: A series of
1: yeah. books. Uh, it's like a gentleman uh, theft or whatever. And uh, thief. Thief. <laughs> and uh, he kind of like emulates that lifestyle and. And literally yeah and so you know there's this whole like thing with this necklace and he's got to get it back and then so he he kind of employs his his abilities as this kind of like you know uh i don't want to say thief because it's more than that but it's you know he's able to like disguise himself and 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 you know uh all that stuff and and spy you know kind of in a spy kind of way and um i thought it was just you know it was well done it was thought out you know so a lot of the actions in one scene you know you don't at face value you're just like "Uh oh and then they show the flashback to that scene from a different perspective and you see what actually happened and so all that stuff was a lot of fun and and um so his character is like you think you're just watching some show and this guy's like a janitor because I never watched I didn't go I went in blind
0: yeah you didn't know what was going on so
1: I'm like okay there's this janitor or whatever but oh no he's not a janitor he's you know and so all that stuff was like really interesting and uh the relationship that he has with... Because it was like, they didn't build him up to be some kind of superhero, right? Right. Which I hate. Um, unless it's a superhero movie, then I love it. Um, you know, there's, there's you know, some, there's a he detective... He gets snagged who's, every yeah, so often. There's a detective who's kind of on his trail and kind of has figured it out, but people don't believe him or whatever. So, you know, he's... You may think like, well, he's not that great because then no one would ever find him out ever, but mm-hmm. that there's no intrigue in that to me anyway. And I, I like the fact that He's very good at what he does, but he's not invincible.
0: Yeah, and he's like a big dude. So it's like there's – I hate when they do stuff, something like that in a show where it's like they don't know what he looks like. How is that possible in this day and age? There's cameras everywhere. People have cell phones. Like they would have an idea of what he looks like. So I really liked that they did go there where it's like, yeah, we – actually they have – almost an exact picture of what he looks like, yeah. you know, but it's just that he's, he's a slippery duck. Yeah. And so he can and get no, out of things.
1: There's no, I never felt that any way of him getting out of thing was thing, out, out of a situation. It's one of the things I really appreciated about the show was that it wasn't just some kind of like convenient thing that he got out of it somehow, mm-hmm. you know, they, they made it difficult and, and, and um, he had to plan it and, So it wasn't just like he went around a corner and now he's gone. How did he do that? It's amazing, you know what I mean. Everything that he did is feasible, right? You know, in some way. So uh, I appreciated that about the show. It was really. I mean,
0: look, you know, it's TV, you know. So there's stuff that you're like, that would never happen, but it was, it wasn't overly done. It was done in in a way that you know, it's like, all right, I'll buy that. Yeah. Um, I think the only the only one that I was like really though was. The socialite handing all her shit over to some plainclothes cop. Like, yeah. is that really, like, really? You know? <laughs> like would you be like oh okay here's all my best stuff here you take that or
1: when he went down on the street and was like here's all the look at this the guy dropped that I'm gonna go to the station now and he just walks away and it's yeah. like it's like you wouldn't have a car or like some kind yeah, of paperwork a, or something I, like, I thought yeah. that
0: was kind of strange that they're like so he just walks up but, but it
1: is France so he, he, you never know
0: <laughs> they're just cash like yeah. that you know um, but he did have
1: well I'm talking from a cultural perspective people might be more trusting or or whatever
0: possibly but I mean, the fact that he got the stuff to begin with, I found like that seems kind of crazy. His way of slipping out of that with the other police officers was a little bit clever because he sort of played that. um, He sort of played up the I'm just a regular guy thing in terms of like this guy was too fast for me. And then he says something like kids, right? You know, or something like, you know, and so it's like this that relatable type of like, oh, he slipped past me and uh so uh, i'm gonna go do what I do now on foot, yeah, never mind me walking away with all these things, yeah uh but yeah i mean it's it's a you know it's a mystery fun kind of show, so yeah, super you're gonna fun. Ha- like look that's like like tearing apart mission impossible right yeah you know, I mean these things don't they're not r- gonna happen yeah, yeah. Okay? <laughs> there's no way these things are actually happening they're fun <laughs> to watch, yeah, let's just say that they're fun to watch. But no one is sliding off of a building like at a fucking <laughs> angle and 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 then just getting saved by a roll of floss.
1: Yeah. As yeah. nice
0: as that would be to and be And a great
1: ad for floss.
0: <laughs> that would be amazing. But it's not happening. And we know this, so we watch it for funsies. So um yeah, I, I just I I enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going to. And I'm just like now waiting for season two. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's yeah, do this. Yeah, let's do this. Come on, come on, come on, come on. So that'll be exciting. So I definitely, it can kind of like slip past. There's, you know, that's the thing. There's so many things on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It is the Cheesecake Factory menu of films. Yeah, there needs to
1: be a better system for, I mean, there's so much stuff. You How can go you even... through
0: Hulu. Not counting shows, because who the hell goes through all the shows, right? But like their films, you can go through their films in like twenty minutes. You can even maybe less. You get to see them all. Netflix would take you days. I mean, there's just too many things to go through, and so, and then also their algorithm. Come on, guys. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand how you are. You're at the top of your game, right? There's nobody that tops Netflix. Like Netflix is at the top of their game. What is with your algorithm? If something comes out this week. Just put it in the out this week instead of like, it's out this week, but we're not going to put it here. We're going to put it in the top this, that or the other something or thing, you know, and it's yeah. just like, because I'm like, I know this came out. Why isn't it in here? Oh, because it's in this other category at the top yeah. that got the subcategory of it. It's like, what are you doing?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: what? It's just very simple. What just came out? That's all I need to see. Yeah. And just put it there by, in order of date, what came out this month? Here we go. That's, yeah, what, yeah. That, that's what, you know, but they, they have to make you fish for it.
1: Yeah. It really, cause I find myself constantly like, I, I don't anymore, but when I was more into like trailers and not like, I would say, all right, what's coming out in December? When's it coming out yeah. and what just came out? So having it organized that, cause that's the way that I kind of find myself searching is like. You know, in terms of new release stuff, you know, now when you're getting into finding shows like Lupin or or other shows, that's I mean, that's just a whole other difficult thing to navigate.
0: I don't think it should be though. I just think it should no, be. I
1: know it shouldn't be, but it is. that's Except the problem Why is
0: this you know sometimes something really pretty massive comes out and you go on Netflix and you're expecting to see it right away, and you yeah. have to actually look for it, which is nonsensical.
1: Yeah, that that's always been... It
0: makes no sense. Yeah. It's I've nonsense. literally had to
1: search for stuff that came out that week, the same week that yeah, I want to watch yeah, it. Yeah, and
0: I'm like, I know this came out. I know this came out. HBO Max is the same way. Just yeah. their fucking algorithm and their their homepage or whatever, just their layout makes on, no on sense. On Apple. I don't
1: know what it's like on other things, but on Apple on TV Apple, way. it's
0: ridiculous. It's mind-boggling how difficult it is to find something. Yes. Um. So, yes. Okay, so we... Uh, we watched a film that is still out streaming and is still quite expensive uh-huh. if you're, if you're going to, uh, if you're going to partake, if you will. And, um, the lovely cat Lindsay had texted me and she I know was her. Like, I know that one. yeah, I've, I've heard of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, I, cause we had been talking about it. Mm-hmm. We we're both like, is it still $20? <laughs> like, you know. And she was like, you should watch it. It's 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 good. Now, she had had part of it spoiled mm-hmm. for her. Again, spoilers. If you haven't watched this movie, do not listen to the rest of this because we're going to spoil the shit out of it. Um, so here was – here's the thing. It had been spoiled online, I think – Oh, God, I don't know if it was BuzzFeed or some, one of those things mm-hmm. like they did those articles of like the top 10 most surprising twists in a film. And then they put that in there, which was pretty stupid because yeah. the movie is still out like now. Yeah, you know? yeah. like It's not even like it came out two or three months ago. A lot of people haven't seen it. So it's like, why would you do that? So I'm already going in knowing that there's some kind of a twist mm-hmm. going on and that it's not just a, you know, face value kind of yeah, like yeah. just film about what's going on. You knew nothing about it, which no. I found surprising because I thought you had at least seen the trailer nope. when it had when it had come out. So, um, OK, so uh, Promising Young Woman is the film with Carrie Mulligan, Bo Burnham, Alison Brie, Clancy Brown, uh, Jennifer Coolidge, Sam Richardson, who we love, even though he was yeah. a dick in this.
1: <laughs> I didn't
0: like seeing him that way. Yeah. I don't like it, Sam. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, so di- it was directed by Emerald uh, Fennell and mm-hmm. also written. Mm-hmm. Now, um, a lot of people kept calling it Margot Robbie's film. She's one of the producers, yeah. as is Carrie Mulligan. I mean, she was one of the producers, but she wasn't even like an executive producer. Yeah. I don't think. Um, I don't think. Um, and so, a bit of there was a bit of controversy with an article, an um, in, in interview that had taken place, uh-huh. and, and and referencing the fact that. This was likely su- that, that Carrie Mulligan's role was supposed to go to Margot Robbie as a, an assumption by the journalist. Right. That it should have been Margot Robbie's film because she's clearly younger. And it's like, first of all.
1: Not by much.
0: Uh, well, I mean, she's isn't she like in her late 20s or.
1: Uh, I don't know. I thought she was like, like 30.
0: That's the you might as well be in your late 20s me, when you're 30. Uh. You're not that far off. Um, But Carrie Mulligan's like 35 or 36 or something like that. But um, Hollywood is a young person's game. And so um, what they they meant to say there was that she's hotter. Mm -hmm. That's what they meant to say. They meant to say that she's hotter. So she would have been more likely to have been the better fit for this role. Um, And she looks younger. So whatever. Mm. Um, You know, uh, go fuck yourself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) journalist whoever you are i'm not i don't even know the person's name and i'm not even gonna say it because i don't care um but you know this is very typical yeah it's very typical of the fact that and ironic despite regarding the despite the fact that she is seducing for the lack of a better word people that are her age Mm -hmm. she wouldn't be considered the um ideal candidate for someone who they would find sexually attractive right in other words someone your own age right so you could be 35 as a dude and you know i mean and first of all they're medical students so they could have been all ages obviously yeah, yeah. but not many people go into medical school in their 40s it does happen but usually you know you're younger it's kind of like straight out of high school that you go to medical school so right. we could assume they're all around the same age so it's not like she's Trying to hook up with nineteen-year-olds—it's right. like they're all around her same age. So the the idea that it's preposterous that someone in there—and uh, first of all, she plays a thirty-year-old. Yeah, let's just get that out of the way because of course she wouldn't be thirty-five; she would yeah. be thirty. Um, and so the fact that it's preposterous that a thirty-year-old would be considered sexy mm-hmm. is like, ugh, you know. Yeah. So um, I was a little on the fence with this when it came out because I didn't know if it was going to be over-the-top like angry revenge
1: yeah kind of rape revenge movies yeah yeah. and
0: i was like oh i i really hope that they're clever with it and that it's not just like some like uber aggressive like and not that you can't be aggressive but it's just like you start to lose the point when you get that you know it's like you kind of want to be slippery about it yeah so i wasn't sure yeah it's
1: tricky because like um when, when is the revenge worse than the act itself? Right. You know what I right. mean? And and so, of course, that's obviously not taking anything away from uh, victims of that stuff. But when you have this thing where it's like, well, this person was raped, so let's kill their whole family. Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't know if that's really balanced.
0: Yeah. You know. Well, okay. So. Um,
1: kill them, sure, but not their family. <laughs> <laughs> and you better lay off their their pet, that's for sure.
0: Listen, don't kill the pets, all right? It's so just I it's I don't know. I, I,
1: I actually thought about this movie after watching it, which I, I don't really Laverne do. Cox is also. I yeah, that. Laverne Cox. She's great. But I, I actually thought about this movie when I was, sl- you know, lay, laying in bed and, and I thought about the ending a lot because the ending was...
0: um it's kind of a for me.
1: Yeah. But, you know, one of the things I thought about was...
0: Tell me. Tell me what's rolling around in that noggin of yours.
1: Well, it's the, is the ending. Let's get right to the ending because that's the big thing, right? You know, the perform Look, first. Well, first let's get... All right. Carrie Mulligan, <laughs> I loved her in this, and I, 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 I like seeing her in more contemporary roles. you know she's Even usually, though you
0: always think she's someone else?:
1: Yeah, I always get her. Well, I get that name confused, but I like seeing her in this because usually she's playing like in some like old British you know Victorian era kind of mm-hmm. thing. So I like seeing her in a more contemporary role. Um, she's great, she's fantastic in it. you know, you have Jennifer Coolidge playing like against type in it and um and the casting i think was really well done because you basically have all of the all of the males in it mm-hmm. are are actors that you would associate with good guys yeah. you know you have like yeah. that oc guy schmidt. or whatever you have schmidt you have um what's his face from uh 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 glow right yeah um and so you, it was really smart casting like all these "Quote unquote nice guys, mm-hmm. and they're all kind of assholes." So I thought that was really, really clever. Um, th- the movie up until like the big twist was fantastic. You know, I thought um, so. Here, my thoughts on the ending: Chris,
0: uh, Chris Lowell, yeah, Max Greenfield, yeah.
1: Um, first of all, there's we had talked a little bit about it afterwards, and like there's this huge tone shift. Yes. After, after, well, we'll just spoil it. And that she actually dies in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes to exact revenge on one of the prime. Perpetrators of this rape that happened to her her friend, friend. uh, in which we assume that her friend ended up killing herself over, Mm -hmm. you know, and so, um, but you have to think. I thought about like, well, what's the outcome there, right? If she, if she were to follow through with her plan, which was to carve carve the name into the person all over the place, well, then what happens? Well, then she goes to jail, right? This guy would certainly call the cops and and have her arrested, and and would have
0: because. This is a part of his life that he wants to keep hush-hush. Also, Maybe, he's but, about but... to be married, so his new wife is going to want to know <clears throat> where this scar came from. Yeah, but
1: he could, this, this whole case was all thrown out and nobody cares anymore. So he would just be like, this is just crazy. She thinks I had something to do with it and I didn't and that's that, you know?
0: The point of carving the name is so that he cannot escape it.
1: Right, Which he's is, which, escaped it. Yeah,
0: in every other way, in, in in legal as in the legal aspect of it, he's escaped it, and and he didn't have he wasn't punished for it, and he's moved on with his life. So the point is to mark him mm-hmm. with her name so that he's not able to just move on like right. it didn't happen. That's the whole point. Of
1: but that. I'm, thinking, I'm I'm talking about from her perspective, right? If she does this thing, is it worth it for her to go to jail? Um, for, you know, and maybe you know now he has to live with that, and that's you know revengeful and, and right, but also. And look, we all love a good they're, revenge film, right? We love students.
0: to see. So maybe he's going to, I don't know, maybe he would see a plastic surgery. I'm just, we're just going yeah. so deep into this, right? Because yeah. uh, his, his fiance is going to see this, but if he tries to hide it from her, maybe he's going to try to get rid of this and not say anything because he doesn't want to have to explain why there's another woman's name carved into his stomach. How did this woman get into your room to do that? Mm-hmm. How were you put in that position? Yeah, yeah. So then he would have to explain all that. Yeah. And so maybe oh, don't get me wrong. He, maybe I think, she I wouldn't think, go to jail, you know? Maybe. Maybe she wouldn't go to jail because he's not going to want to bring any more attention to that. Yeah.
1: Well, the, uh, but uh, so, yeah, but I just feel felt like, I don't know if... And like, she's not going to go to jail because ha- she has the video. Her, her, her mindset um, at that point, you know, was like, she just doesn't care. Uh, clearly, you know, that was... Um, confirmed with how she had a contingency plan the whole time, you know, where she was like, if something were to happen, I don't think she, well, she thought she was going to die, but I feel like she had this contingency plan. God forbid, you know, she's in a room bunch full of a full of bunch of drunk dudes. Who knows what's going to yeah, happen, you know? Yeah, it
0: obviously by the end, because of the, the thing that she does at the end with the, the texting and all that stuff and the letter that she leaves for the uh, attorney, she obviously had left room for potential uh foul play. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. Right. She because how would she have planned you know, yeah. she, she she obviously it was pre-planning for that and it to go seemed like sideways. Her
1: actual death scene to me, it was like it seemed like real time. You know, like how long it would actually you know, because yeah. it was like it I, was like I thought wow. that was pretty good. Yeah. Because that what was so brilliant about that moment is like because it, I was just it, like it, play
0: dead, play dead, play yeah, dead.
1: <laughs> because it lasted so long, you're waiting for that moment for her to break free. Right. You know? Um, because typically that's what would happen. So I absolutely 100% applaud this film for making that move. You know, there's no way that that uh, it must have been a hard sell to the studios. Yeah. To do that, you know. And I have to imagine that there's a, a version of this script that she wrote that ended there, that they got away with it again. You know, you know, whatever. Right. But anyway, so th- that's so my thoughts on the ending. That's one. The other one was that I found it kind of weird that. You know, this whole the whole crusade is about how there's this institutional kind of uh the, the system is rigged for the the rich white kid, mm-hmm. you know, in college or whatever, the Brock Turner or whatever mm-hmm. that that kid's name is. because um, essentially like all these people are essentially Brock Turner, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and so uh the uh the fact that at the end she had to rely on the police, which you would assume would be a big reason that these people got away with that you know what i mean depends,
0: so it depends it's usually it's usually more systemic within yes yeah, absolutely but but it you have doesn't to assume that get there was that far and that was the the one of my favorite scenes was actually when she goes to the administrator or whatever yeah, yeah. of this college and she's a
1: female yeah and, yeah and
0: i really liked that because you know this is what i was afraid of right i didn't want it to become like something that guy's are gonna be like oh it's just like some man-hating film it's yeah. like no it's all it's it's a it's a systemic thing yeah. and it involves everybody, women as well, who don't want to ruffle feathers and aren't believing women and women. And also with Alison Brie's character, yeah, Alison I Brie's love character. that. She was like, yeah, you're fucking going down, too, because you are also an asshole about yeah. it. Um, and <laughs> so, you know, flipping the switch on Alison Brie on her, you know, the the play on words of her saying that, you know, why would you go get drunk and that, 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 that. And then she whilst literally doing the same thing. Um, yeah and you know she uh, it, she doesn't actually do the things that she is insinuating has has happened in that moment she uses it's, it it's, as a as a fear uh, factor yeah. for them and then it's you know she's obviously worked around it but i liked that scene in that in the office with the mom of of the the college girl yeah. because it was like okay like yeah. this is you're going after everybody and that's yeah, great yeah. you know it's not just um Attacking men, which is how so many. Look, it's interesting. You, though, with, you're with... going to lose so many guys on this film. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, that's really, right. Really right
0: off the, the bat, with with the topic, because they're just going to be like, "Oh fuck that shit!" I don't want to yeah. watch it. Um But it really was a. It was a. Re- it was much better than I thought it was yeah, going to be. I really, really liked it. I love that they killed her. I thought that was great. They never do that. I love the way they killed her. I was her. still
1: like, even she's laying there, and, yeah, and we're like, she she's going to get. She's <laughs> going to get. They're burning her. Wait, maybe it's somebody. Maybe she's got a twin or whatever. I thought, I, like, man,
0: yeah. she's got some stamina. She's been. Laying there all night, yeah. you know. But um
1: but to, back to your point about Alison Brie. What was interesting about that character and, and that situation was she never accused that guy of raping her. She said, "What did I do?" You know. So she put the onus on herself, just like she put the onus on. So she's constantly. What, what do you mean? Well, like Alison Brie, she's like she came to um, Carrie mulgan's character and said, "What happened? Right. I uh, I got drunk. Did I hook up with this guy oh, or oh, whatever?" Oh, yes. She she never made herself the victim. In terms of like, this guy raped me
0: Mm -hmm.
1: or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. she just assumed that she did something wrong Mm -hmm. because she got drunk. right? You know, so she's even in her, even when it's done to her, she still puts women in that position, Mm -hmm. you know, which was like an interesting kind of uh, take on that. Because she could have easily just been like, went the other way and been like, see, well, when it happens to you, now it's this. And when it happens, you know what I mean? So there's some kind of like internal consistency with that character's Mm -hmm. logic so it's it it makes that that point of view more uh, uh, believable because that person would probably be consistent that way. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, although she was hanging on to that tape all that time, like, yeah. oh, by the way, I yeah, remembered. Yeah. What do you mean? You by the way, you first of all, you just still have this phone from like yeah, I don't yeah. know how long ago with this video on it, but. Um,
1: well, that's well. So that was my thing with the cops at the end. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. But then the other thing is that uh, that I liked is that in order to in order to get these guys quote unquote you ha- they she had to have video evidence and she had to leave all you know she had right. to like um it, put her trust in a in a, a lawyer mm-hmm. another system person you know whatever um but you know she had to have all this evidence even for the cops to do anything about it mm-hmm. because you would think that you know based on the real based, life,
0: that wouldn't based have on the
1: done it, honestly yeah no but but based on the fact that the lawyer was involved you had to assume cops were involved so i don't know there was just something about the fact that she went she i guess you can view it as she used the system against itself with this overwhelming evidence or that she had to rely on the system that was be, was part of the problem you well, know so i don't i don't really know how to feel about that ending but there's um a,
0: there's the ending was slightly tone deaf for me and i'll tell you why yeah. because making when you have uh and and i'm not butthurt about it by the way it's mm-hmm. just like you know, you notice things. That's yeah, it. Yeah. And I'm just noticing. I'm just pointing this out that it didn't ruin it for me. But I would, I I would have to be honest with myself and mention that it it does seem kind of tone deaf to say that there's this injustice that that happens and that that the system is geared towards the rich white kid. Let's say mm-hmm. right. But that ending is geared towards rich white people.
1: Yeah, because I mean, there's, if, there's she that. Were, if she were, if, if she it was Laverne person, Cox,
0: yeah. Cox's character. Yeah. Uh, a trans woman that got murdered right they would not be storming a wedding they'd be yeah. like we need more evidence let's just investigate this they would have just stormed a wedding yeah. because somebody had a tape and do you know what i mean like that's that's just not how the system works for mm-hmm. everybody so yes it's you know there's the like haha you didn't get away with it but then it's also kind of hard to sort of Revel in that, right? Because there is there is the flip side of it, which is like, well, this isn't the ending for everybody. And that's the problem is that this is a a very rich white ending and not how it would go for. Uh, you know, a person of color or a person, not even just a person of color, but people that weren't rich just from a different class yeah. system. If You're dealing with people in, in low income. If this had happened, this happens all the time and it's not even investigated, yeah. you know, because yeah. of the class system. Yeah. I had three issues with the movie. I liked the movie, but I had three issues with it. The first one was I felt that the foreshadowing with Bo Burnham's character yeah. was just a giant slap a in the face. I'm a
1: humongous Bo Burnham fan. We've seen
0: him live. Like, that's how much we love Bo Burnham.
1: Uh, but, yeah, that's – it, it was kind of a weird role for him. I, lo- I love seeing him in films, and I and I hope that he continues yeah. to act because I think he's he's – He's still a little green, but I feel like he he has so definitely has the capability. He's very Bo
0: Burnham when yeah. he's acting. He's not, a, you know, yeah, he can't a, really jump out yeah. of that character. He is who he is, but
1: but the foreshadowing, yeah, the was foreshadowing
0: pretty. was like, come on! I mean, because obviously, since you know, we anyone listening to this either doesn't care or has seen it, we know who he winds up being, yeah. and he's sort of in, they 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 place him in this middle ground, yeah, right where it's like because he he's had the op- not yeah. bad, bad. Which is subjective, right? Yeah. He didn't um, actually
1: partake in the rape. We, und- from my my interpretation, was that he didn't actually partake in it, it but he a, was there and did nothing about it. Guilty by association,
0: yeah. which is is just as bad, right? Mm-hmm. It's just as bad when you see something happening, and not only do you, it's not even like he is on the taping. Like, guys, this is fucked up. Yeah, he's. Well, he's joking says, about it. Well, he still. says
1: like, yeah, he doesn't even he doesn't even say stop. He just says stop recording.
0: Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what I'm saying is like he does he's not even like he doesn't even not report it because he's afraid of his peers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He was in on it, you know, yeah, which yeah. you're just as guilty, honestly. Um, but um, that that foreshadowing for me was just like I knew immediately when this good guy had happened upon his apartment. Which she obviously took the wrong way as well because she, like, you know, kicks the garbage can and gets all pissed off afterwards. But I knew it. Like, from that moment, I was like, oh, he – first of all, these are people he associates with still. Yeah. So there has to be something going on with this guy. I just felt like – If they had made him more like, oh, those fucking guys from med school, like I don't even talk to those fucking guys, you could have been like, oh, he's different. Well,
1: that's the thing is 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 when they when they had their first kind of date, lunch, whatever it was, um, he said that he still talks to these people, like this person. So so I don't know, I don't know if they ever kind of alluded at how long this kind of their relationship went on for Um, with the other guys. No, they're to Carrie Mulligan's and Bo Burnham's relationship. How long that relationship went on for because she was never introduced or was in a social situation with these other people, which makes me think, like, all right, well, that means that Bo Burnham didn't hang out with any of those guys for the, the, yeah, the no, length of the relationship. Yeah,
0: he wasn't like, but, uh, but super it's a, close, right, but he's it's still this, associated
1: with them. Yeah. That. So I, I don't know. He knew like, where
0: the Bachelor party was going to be yeah. enough that he knew that.
1: Yeah. Um, so I don't know, like, and, and they gave him an out, you know, there was a very important scene is when they gave him an out to be like, yeah, she went and these guys and, Mm -hmm. and, but he kind of like turned and, and so, so then was he put to
0: implicate himself and why she went there?
1: No, he could have just said, oh, she was going to go to this bachelor party or whatever. That's all I know. And we broke up and that's that, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I guess, but yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like there's there's there. So was he putting on an act with her the whole time, or did he genuinely? I don't think
0: he was. Because then at the end, we're,
1: we're 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 led to believe that he's actually just another one of those people. But is he though? Is he is he? Because
0: I think it's there at the there's end. Variance, he's like no better than them. Yeah, there's variance, like I said, and it's subjective. And this is the problem with it. This is that this is a very important lesson, and is where people don't understand that their association to things uh-huh. it's guilty by association. Yeah, and. This is we have we had a lesson in this over the past year where you have to make a choice who you associate with. And we had a friend Mm -hmm. that you've known for for even before me and we've known for many years that had some really concerning points of view. Yeah. And um, was like literally going the QAnon route. And it's like, how long do you ignore that for? And is ignoring it sort of just as bad, right? Right, because there has to be a point where you're like, you know what, I I'm not comfortable being your friend because I don't agree with these things, and I think that your views are dangerous. And so if you continue to just say like, well, that's how that person is, yeah. there's an accountability there that I that I think that the, that the film was very good at sort of expressing. Yeah, yeah. But I had two other issues. Mm-hmm. With it. So the Bo Burnham thing, I thought just wish they hadn't given so much of that away. My second issue was when Schmidt's character, he's always Schmidt, by the way, when Schmidt's character comes into the room, he quite literally Schmidt's out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: so he was acting like another character. Um, but then when he discovers, he lifts the pillow and discovers that she that she's dead. He literally reacts the way Schmidt would. And so it was kind of like, and then it took this turn for me where the, the script almost became comical and Mm -hmm. I kind of wish they hadn't done that. So there was a line that was delivered in a really funny way where he says, this isn't your fault. And he goes, it kind of looks like it is, which is something that would have been really funny if it had been a comedy. Yeah. The way that was because these are good actors, you know. Yeah, so it's yeah. like they they're they're gonna deliver that in a way that's really humorous. And then um Max Greenfield's character is like literally hugging him, like he's chained to a bed. Like well, how like what's well, happening that, right now? Yeah. Like, first of
1: all, Max, was, Max Greenfield's character was way too ready for that. Situation. Way too fucking. <laughs> you know, way too you know, okay like with like, it. Like he's like, all right, we'll just bury the body and burn it. It's fine. You're, yeah. You're good. Like he's like, have you done this before? Exactly.
0: <laughs> so it was just like it was. It seemed like a bit too much, you know, for me. I get what they're doing there, but it was just like I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't like that, and I didn't like that they they sort of turned it into a punchline. Yeah, you know, like sh- there's a dead body here, and I get what you're saying that there's like this callous type of personality mm-hmm. and um, response that these people have. But I just felt like that was a little bit lost. And then my last thing, which I know is like Sashi, it's a movie, okay? Bodies don't burn like that. Can we stop doing this? These are med. These were p- these are med students who are now doctors who would know that putting a body under wood and setting it on fire does not turn it to ash. If you know anything about a crematory and how that works, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. OK, there's so shards of bone. There's a different process where you can turn remains into powder. And it ain't like that. Yeah. Okay, when you cremate a body, first of all, her bones would have still been intact unless they had smashed them down. Yeah, you don't just set a body on fire and then it just turns to ash like yeah, that. Yeah. It just and that kind of annoyed me because if they had just been like, I don't know, if they if they had been people that just weren't in the medical field, I would have been like, all right, they don't, you know, they're just going. These are doctors, mm-hmm. so they know how biology works yeah. and how the body works. Uh, there's fat in your body. <laughs> You know what I mean? She would have been charred Mm -hmm. and still intact. Yeah, she would have been charred, and and a lot of times that's happened, and you don't continue to burn. Yeah, unless they stood there for like three hours and waited for her entire body. Yeah, just just continuously waiting. Chances are it could have gone out on its own, Mm -hmm. or it could have started a forest fire, which is incredibly, incredibly irresponsible. irresponsible, People, if you're going to
1: murder and burn a body, can we just keep you know? (laughs)
0: Can you just, can you at least be smart about yeah. it and consider it for your neighbors yeah. and the environment? Yeah. That's all we ask. So I just, I don't know. I just, I kind of felt like that was careless on the, you know, in the right. And, and I don't know how much, you know, maybe if the studio was like, we want a pile of ashes with a necklace stuck in it because it looks better, you know. But it, there's a a point where like her hand is kind of out mm-hmm. and he sort of just really callously like kicks yeah. it back in. And I thought that was. Kind of cool the yeah, way, yeah. you know, they, you know, just no regard, absolutely yeah. no regard. And I thought that was good. And then, so I was just like, if there's a pile of ashes, <laughs> I'm going to, there it is. Yep, there it is. pile of ashes. That's yeah. not how that works. Um, yeah, I just wish they hadn't kind of done that. Overall, I thought the film was pretty good. Yeah. And it, it it had a good message and I liked the way they executed it, but it did kind of slip in ways for me. Yeah. Not in ways that it ruined well, this the film, was the
1: first, but. Was this the first feature film for her?
0: Um, I don't know
1: because uh, I hadn't heard anything about another film I mean it didn't do like a lot of research or anything but um...
0: uh no she um well she's an actress
1: Oh, okay
0: yeah she's an actress What we'll
1: turned turn you from an actress she's in the Crown. An actress
0: um oh she was she's actually the host of the blowjob blowjob lips makeup video oh that's funny that was the director. Um, so she that's does funny. a lot of uh, like Call of the Midwife, a lot of period pieces, Victoria, uh-huh. Vita, and Virginia. Yeah. So she's done a lot of that. But as she an was, actor? As an actor. Yeah. She was in The Danish Girl. Um, she oh, directed this and she directed a short in 2018. So this was her first, hmm. her, was her directorial debut. Well, that's impressive. Pretty freaking impressive. Yeah. But also she's she's a seasoned actor. So it's yeah. not like she just jumped into it. Now. She's been on set. You know, she sure. gets it. Um and so that you know, I'd, I'd imagine a lot of that her ex, her experiences helped her mm-hmm. uh, immensely. But yeah, this is her first time directing a feature, so it's pretty freaking good. And again, I'm not gonna I'm not shitting on the director or even the writers because I'm assuming the studio was. Like, listen, here's how this is going to go, yeah. and this is how this is going to go. Yeah,
1: we don't know what level of involvement this we studio We don't had. know, but... Because it goes to that thing, right? Like, to your point about it being uh, maybe a little tone deaf in terms of, like, a racial or classist system is mm-hmm. that, you know, she's not... I wouldn't want her to write that, right? I assume she's white. Yes. Yeah. So I wouldn't want her to, you know... I assume that you wouldn't want her writing a story about the black experience in that situation
0: no but you could have been so, re- that doesn't mean you can't be realistic about no i
1: know but my point is is that you know whatever contingencies contingency she would have had to have made in in the studio system to get the movie made is it better to have this version of the movie or is it better to not have made the version that you wanted it's do you know what i
0: mean like it's subjective yeah and it all it all depends who you're talking to and Well, I'm not saying, yeah,
1: I'm not saying that as a definitive thing. I'm saying that's for each person. I certainly
0: understand, definitely understand the irony of having somebody who has never had an experience write about an experience, right? But I feel like if you're not, when you're referencing things, when you're actually researching and involving other people, I don't have an issue with that. I don't have an issue with a man directing a woman's experience if he referenced actual women, if he took... Um, if if he took advice from actual women, if he involved well, actual it like women, it's like Bill Burnham writing
1: that, a movie about an eighth grade female, right? You know,
0: if it's done, look. If the message, if the message is correct, I Still don't care how that. it got there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just when you when you miss the point by miles, yeah, and then you don't even have any relative experience or didn't even care to try to understand it or comprehend it. That's what I I personally have an issue with. I know other people don't, and they'll go deeper with it. But for me personally. It's like as long as you get the message right well, yeah, and I mean, you included people in this yeah, to yeah. get that right, to me, the point is getting the message out there. That's yeah. what matters the most. And so I feel like it was kind of a lost we're gonna opportunity. we're going to be in that boat, right?
1: We're going to be in situations where you're going to want to write something. I mean up until now, not, nothing we've written has been exclusion, ex, exclusive to the female experience necessarily, right? It's written from a female perspective obviously, mm-hmm. but – there's, you know, and so there's going to be a story that we're going to, that I'm going to have to direct that it's going to be about um, a female experience, you know? And so um, what, uh, you know, having you as the writer and having you as a uh, resource is going to be invaluable in that process, right? For me to to get that right, to get yeah. that tone right, to get the message correct and sure. stuff. So I understand that point of view. It's just, it's a very, me as a director, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a very kind of, um, it's something that I would, be very, very careful about doing. Well,
0: yeah, and I just I feel like it was a lost opportunity a little bit just mm-hmm. because, you know, if you let's just entertain it, if you flipped that, if that lead had in any way been a person of color, yeah, had been Native American, yeah. Asian, anything, th- this movie wouldn't have even been made. And if it would have, it would have been like a Netflix indie yeah. kind of thing. There's no way it would have made it to theaters and it wouldn't have had the, you know, the, the views that it got. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is that. It's not about saying like, "Oh, nothing's good enough for you." No, I'm glad that the message is is out there. But let's. It's just let's not forget that there is right. still a double standard in this. Even yeah. in this, a, a film about the double standard, there's a double standard. Yeah, yeah. So it's just about recognizing that, so that you can be more progressive. Yeah. And move forward, and then tell the perspective of other people. Because if you think it's difficult to be, uh, for 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 you to be believed as a affluent white woman imagine when you're a poor white woman imagine when you're an affluent black woman you know what i mean it goes there there's subcategories to that that it's very it's very different experience there's a relative experience in that you may not be believed right away but the action that follows that is very different depending on your class and race um i'll just jump onto something here that that uh rebecca hall who I really enjoy. I, I really like her.
1: The, from uh, Mission Impossible, that?
0: The town, the actor, okay. Rebecca Hall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she, I, I, I usually watch almost anything that she she's plays in. She plays the Ben Affleck Yeah. In the act. Yeah. Um, and so she's doing, uh, she's directing a film called Passing, mm-hmm. which is about the experience of two, uh, uh, two uh, black women in, uh, I think it's a period piece, if I remember correctly, and... Um, And so there were a a couple people that were like, oh, hold on, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Uh, Because why are you... This whole topic that we just got into, why are you telling a story from a perspective that you don't relate to? turns out that she does have African-American blood in her family. Mm -hmm. The film is about two women that can pass as white. Mm -hmm. And that apparently this was the case for her as well. So I believe... It's on her mother's side. Her mother is a black woman who could pass as white Mm -hmm. and sort of did Mm -hmm. and has. And so it's that relative experience. Mm -hmm. She's not telling the story for her because she's, she has even said in interviews, like I'm well aware that nobody looks at me and thinks like, oh, you're an eighth, you know, Uh, you, you know, you might be a minority. Like you don't look at Rebecca Hall and think that you think she's a white British woman, you know, and that's all you think. Um, And so, I like that, you know, it's coming from her experience, and she's telling that story. And I think that, again, there's the extremity of it, right? If you have a a clearly dark complexion, there's no hiding that. People right away will say, hey, that person has dark skin. But there was also, you know, not as severe, especially during slavery and times like this, um, you know, there there were sort of acceptances made Mm -hmm. for slaves that had lighter skin yeah and they were treated i can't even really say better but you know what i yeah, mean yeah. uh there there were exceptions made and they were perhaps allowed to work in the house and you know mm. because they didn't look like they were black so i like i like these types of stories because there's there is that prejudice there and then there's that prejudice within your own community because you look white right and so that can work against you as well yeah amongst you know amongst your people in your own race because Mm. now there's that that sort of uh, that sort of disdain for the the privilege that you would have um but then there's also feeling like you don't belong anywhere you know what i mean because this side doesn't like you because you look too white and this side doesn't like you because you don't look white enough and so you're kind of in this middle ground here and uh you know i i had that experience uh being Hispanic, but not assumingly looking typically Hispanic. And so then I was dealing with Hispanic people saying that I was trying to be white because I liked white things, whatever the fuck that means. And then, you know, you've got, uh, white people and, and friends and stuff that, you what know, white
1: things like mayonnaise and friends.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, but no, just like, uh, th- you know, th- this is where there's, there's so much, there's so much topic, that falls into stereotypes and people that th- we're very sensitive about this, especially now, right? There's, it's a cancel culture and you can't say anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll be the first to say that one of the most disappointing things in Hispanic culture growing up with other Hispanics was the idea that anything cultured, anything considered high class was for white people. Yeah. Art. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Prestigious careers, dressing well, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was just like, Oh, that's for white people. Fucking who says this? Who says that? Like Michelangelo and, and and enjoying art and and poetry and film and all these things is for this race only. I mean, you're, you've just pigeonholed yourself. Fuck that! I can like whatever the hell it is I want to like. Yeah. And so, but I did get berated for that. And then you know you've got your white friends that like are cool with you ninety percent of the time, but then every so often remind you that you're never really going to be white. And so. Yeah. I, I totally can relate to being in that sort of middle ground where you're like, what is nothing's ever good enough? I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so you, you, there's that confusion. But anyway, I just thought this that was really interesting. I'm I'm very uh, very excited to see that. And I like I like her, and she's never directed before, so this yeah. is going to be interesting. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. So um, we are going to change up our shoutouts because some of our podcast friends are kind of like taking breaks or going in other directions, and so we want to kind of give them the, that time to figure all that out. But mm-hmm. of course, we're going to shout out Mo-Graph, MoGraph. And also... There's
1: a there's a new show on the MoGraph Network, newest mm-hmm. show called uh, Cartoon Feelings with Caitlin and Ira. Mm-hmm. Um, Caitlin, I believe it was, was just on MoGraph um, podcast herself talking mm-hmm. about MoGraph and, and the podcast. So definitely check it out because it's a very fun and interesting podcast. Yeah. So shout out to them.
0: Fellow... There's three of us now. Yeah. Da-da-da.
1: Yeah. We'll always be the first, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're such a child. <laughs> <laughs> we we're there first. No, it's, um, it's
1: it's it's it's. I think what what MoGraph is doing uh, is fantastic, and you know they have stuff, you know for the uh, lined up for the future, which I think is really going to kind of catapult them. So mm-hmm. we're very happy to be affiliated with them, and then uh, we're very excited to see where they go.
0: Yeah. How many more peeps we get on here? Yeah. We could be a gang. Yeah. A podcast nerd gang, like. West Side Story, but for clickies.
1: Yeah, indeed.
0: <laughs> All right. So uh, we got reviews next week as well. I can tell you that. I don't know what we're reviewing. Um, actually, no, I do know. Uh, the. Well, one of the things that we're going to be reviewing is the, uh, the Denzel movie. Why is little it, Things? Is it Little Things?
1: Something like that. Which I haven't seen a trailer for or anything, so Yes, you did. Did
0: I? Well, I had it on when you were present, Oh. so I don't know how much. I don't, of, really, I don't know how much mm, of it you no. were paying attention to.
1: Not much. So um, I'm excited the, to the go. The little things. I'm excited to get into that.
0: Yeah. So um, uh, without Rami Malek, Jared Little, and uh-huh. uh, Denzel Washington. So this I've uh, seen stills of it. It's it looks very very good. Yeah. I was very interested in this. I'm excited. Again, thank you for having a trailer and then. The show of the film comes out. Yeah, like I, I'm so happy that I didn't get to. I didn't have to watch this trailer three years ago and wait.
1: Yeah, and uh, my understanding is that I had heard that this, and I don't know if this is true. So this is pure speculation on my point, but that this film, the script for this film was written in the 90s, mm-hmm. and what so what they did was they didn't really change much of the script at all, and then just made it take place in the 90s. So I'm interesting to see a if that's true, and then b like how that translates on on screen as it were.
0: We'll have to look that up for confirmation. Yeah. All right guys, thank See you for you joining us next week. Us. Bye.